Hello, and welcome to Eyes on Success, a weekly program of information on the ever-changing world of accessibility. Now here are the hosts of this program, Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy. Hello, I'm Nancy. And I'm Pete. Wouldn't it be great if... That was the question that led a father to develop a novel system for enabling his autistic son to communicate more effectively with others. As a result, Logan Tech was formed and eventually went on to develop products for the blind. We'll speak with Glenn Dobbs, founder of Logan Tech, about his journey and about some interesting novel products that he has developed and sells. But first for our tip of the week. This week's tip is... It is important to learn to advocate for yourself and for others who depend on you. You mentioned that you got into the field of adaptive technology because you have a child with a disability. Do you have any thoughts you would like to share with other parents of children with disabilities? Sure. Um, I know that it's always very hard to get your child's needs met. And I think, you know, the one thing I always tell other parents is don't take no for an answer. Um, And that's easy to say, but but a lot of times you really do have to be an advocate for your child. And if if you're the person with a disability um, and and you need to self-advocate to the best of your ability as well, Um, you know, they have a saying that the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And I think the same is true in in disability services. I've seen a lot of cases where parents didn't know that they had the ability to get help or or individuals didn't know that they had to get the ability to help. So, you know, you have to get educated about what's available, but you do have to seek it and and you you do have to be somewhat aggressive in, in the seeking of the resources. And I think that holds for every situation, whether or not a person has a special need. You know, you just need to advocate for yourself, be persistent, be perseverant. And if people tell you no, just figure out a way to get a yes out of either the same person or somebody else. That's right. And I think um, making a good case can help. It it is a little bit of a sales process, actually, to convince people of what's right and wrong. Let's start by meeting Glenn and learning about Logan Tech. My name is Glenn Dobbs, and I'm the founder and president of Logan Tech. And tell us a little bit about yourself. You are not visually impaired, but you started this company that produces some products for the visually impaired. Can you tell us what your company does? Yes, we manufacture, Logan Tech manufactures uh, two brands of products, the ProxTalker brand and the SixDot brand. And the ProxTalker brand is for augmentative communication. And the six dot brand is for Braille printing and learning. How did you first get involved in developing adaptive technology? There's a really interesting story about this on your website that I think our listeners would like to hear. I got started in this field because I have a son who has autism. So I actually developed a product for my son um, and the rest is history. So from there, we, we developed a product called the Prox Talker. And it's a um, RFID-based communication device. So it has radio frequency chips that are on movable pictures that you can place onto the device. And when you place them onto the device and press, it, it speaks. 
And so he was able to communicate by selecting from a field of pictures and then placing the uh, tags onto the device. There's five locations that represents sort of a sentence building capability. And you pick these pictures and create a sentence with them and then press them in sequence. And, and he can say things like, I would like to go to McDonald's or, or things like that. And so we started off in augmentative communication. And what happened was that a lot of people were starting to use our products using tactile symbols with kids who were blind and unable to speak. So that's how we got started. I understand you named the company after your son. That's right. Yeah, my, my son's name is Logan. He is now 19 years old. And I have two other daughters, Maya and Holly. Logan has severe autism. His behavior is, is very challenging and he can't speak at all. Even now he can't speak. Uh, he's really the first person with disabilities I really got to know. So really it was a life-changing event for me. And I actually really opened up my mind and um, learned a lot. And it, it became a calling. You know, Logan inspired me to really delve into this. And uh, I didn't realize that the work that we did for him um, was going to propel me to, to found a company and then wind up helping so many uh, thousands of other people um, around the world. It's been, it's been very exciting. So you have quite a compelling story as to how you started this company to help first your son and then branch out to develop some assistive devices for the visually impaired. I assume you have a background in engineering. Can you tell us a little bit about what you did before starting Logan Tech? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I started off um, my college career in getting a, a two-year degree in automotive technology. And uh, after I got my two-year degree, I went on to get a, a bachelor's degree in physics. Uh, you know, I wound up working as an engineer. I got a, uh, a, 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 my first job um, after I cut my hair and got a job and we were having our second kid uh, was uh, for uh, Ingersoll Rand Security Technologies. And I was there for 11 years where I did design engineering of new products. And then eventually I moved into the manufacturing engineering aspect of things. So I was able to uh, conceive of design and build uh, products. And, and that is, uh, I started my MBA, but that's right about when we had this idea for the Prox Talker. And I decided to uh, get that going at nights and weekends and finally got to the point where we were uh, a going concern and uh, I quit my job and, um, and, uh, and here we are. You are listening to Eyes on Success. 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 This week's focus topic is Glenn's journey and some of the adaptive technology products that he's developed and sells. So how did you decide that something more needed to be done for your son that wasn't being done or you couldn't find uh, technologies to assist him with in the real world? How did you decide to get into this and fulfill that need? Sure. That's a really good question. Um, my son, when he started out, he was using PECS, which is Picture Exchange Communication, which is a book of pictures uh, with a, a sentence strip. If you can picture a binder with multiple pages and each page has several Velcro strips on it, and upon each Velcro strip is a series of square pictures, about an inch or so on each side, and then there's a sentence strip below 
the binder attached to it where that's removable and you can physically build sentences using these pictures. So one of them might have a picture of a person in sign language that says, I want, and another one might have a picture in sign language, which is showing him eating. And then another picture might show chicken nuggets or something, for example. And then he can create a sentence. I want to eat chicken nuggets. And he hands that sentence strip to the teacher or person he's communicating with. and They talk for him. So that was what my son was using as a communication system. And while it was functional, and it's very commonly used, um, PEX is very commonly used for uh, children with severe autism that are nonverbal, it didn't provide a voice output. And I really wanted him to have a voice output. So at this point, I assume you thought there might be a better way to have him communicate. We really didn't know, you, you know, it, we were basically told by um, someone who was an expert in the field that there was nothing on the market for our son. And it was devastating. You know, we should just stick with the picture communication book, which I want to say, you know, it was functional, but it didn't give him that total independence. It didn't give him the ability to communicate to a stranger. So my wife said, wouldn't it be nice if these pictures could talk, you know, these pictures on the on the PEX book? And being that I was working in the industry of access control, we were using these, you know, access control cards, and they were called prox cards. And you probably have had had these where you use them to get in buildings and open doors and things like that. That was the technology I had been working with. Um, we were developing electronic locking products and using these uh, HID prox cards, and they call them prox cards because they work in close proximity to their reader. You don't actually have to touch the reader. I decided to take these prox cards and put them into a situation where they, they had a picture on them and the machine that would read them had multiple antennas and we made uh, a prox talker and that's how that was born. So we basically took the access control technology that was used to get into buildings and created a talking machine with it. So essentially he would hold up a sequence of these cards and the machine would actually speak the intended words. Exactly. So we arranged it to mimic um, a PEX book. So the device itself had five buttons and each button had a, um, an antenna behind it. And so you could arrange a sentence ahead of time with these pictures that had the RFID chips in them and press each one in sequence to create a sentence. And so he was able to transition in um, about 10 seconds from his book to this device, and he had no problem learning how to use it. The main difference was instead of handing the sentence strip to a person, uh, you're pressing the buttons in sequence. And so for him, that was no problem. This device, while awesome, is basically addressing the opposite problem to what people with vision loss are suffering, where they have plenty of speech capability, but they can't see, so they couldn't use the pictograms that your son is using to create the speech pattern. How did you get from augmentive communication devices into devices for people with vision impairments? Again, a great question. And I'll have to say, I had no idea that this was going to happen. It actually came from the field we had a number of our customers, unbeknownst to us, were working with people with multiple disabilities, including visual impairments. And I actually got a call from a mom whose son had autism and couldn't speak and was also blind. 
And she had asked me if I thought that the prox talker could be used with her son. And I said, well, I suppose if you had some kind of tactile um, symbol or something that indicated what, what the picture was, you know, maybe it would work. Um, and she said, well, my son's working with the Texas School for the Blind and they have tactile symbols and he's already using tactile symbols. And I looked it up and quick, very easily, um, you could take any tactile symbol system and apply it to the RFID tag. And all of a sudden, the uh, prox talker could be used with uh, tactile symbols for communication for kids that are blind and nonverbal. And this began to sort of take off. We had um, a number of schools for the blind, Overbrook, um, Maryland, uh, Perkins, and others um, that use the prox talker with tactile symbols. Oh, so that's how you got started in blindness products? This is how we got into arena of visual impairment was was through people with multiple disabilities who couldn't speak and couldn't see. And we had a device that uh, for the first time uh, very quickly and, and easily helped those people to communicate. And it was really neat to find that our device had that application because when we conceived of it, we had no idea that was going to happen. People kept suggesting that we could put Braille onto the prox talker for, for teaching Braille. And one day I met a gentleman by the name of James Hollins. He's blind and he's also a teacher of the visually impaired in mobility, orientation, and Braille. And he uh, worked at the Missouri Assistive Technology Program. And I showed him what we were doing and, and, and he checked out what we were doing and we collaborated and we came up with something called the Braille Coach, which was our first uh, product dedicated to Braille specifically. How does the Braille coach work? It was essentially uh, the same idea as a prox talker, except it had a single, a single button, and all it had the Braille alphabet all um, on tags, and and also with some contractions, and so it would be essentially an electronic Braille flashcard system using RFID, so you could do error-free learning of Braille. So the way that that works is the user would take that and feel the letter and then play the letter. So say X would be dots one, three, four, six, and you would play it and it would say X dots one, three, four, and six. And so by virtue of the RFID chip on it, you could practice by yourself without a helper. And this is a product you still sell. That's right. So the Braille coach, the reason we call it a coach too, I want to be very clear. It's not intended to replace your Braille teacher. It's really important that you're, you're guided by someone who can really bring you to full and complete ability to read Braille. The coach is intended to accelerate the very beginning of that time where you're just getting used to it and you need a lot of drill and practice and r repetition that you're not always afforded by your teacher because generally you're not able to get access to your teacher as frequently um, or for as much uh, time as it really takes to, to, to do this quickly and well. Plus, it's kind of fun. Uh, children tend to to like the Braille Coach because it's fun. It's, you know, like a game. And, and adults like it because it, it gives them an opportunity to be independent and practice by themselves. You can augment it by adding labels to the blank tags and recording whatever you want. So just like the Prox Talker, where you can make it customized to whatever that person needs, by recording and putting a different picture on or a different tactile symbol. The Braille coach can also be recorded 
and you can put a label on it and um, the label can be anything you want it to be. It, it can be a contraction. It could be Nemeth Mathematics, Braille Math, or any other thing that you're, you're working on, even a foreign language. And the Braille coach can then be used to drill and practice independently on your own. It also has a headphone jack, so you can, you can do it quietly so you don't drive your, your neighbors nuts or if you want to do it on, on, on a bus or something like that. So it sounds like you can make almost any kind of Braille flashcards for reinforcing learning that you like. That's right, and that's, that's how it's used. So you also make a label maker. How did you get into that? I was looking for a label printer in order that we can customize the um, Braille coach tags. And I was surprised to find that, that there wasn't really a large variety. There were essentially two models. There, were, there was the wheel model that was fixed. You only had the, uh, the alphabet and, and, and some of the punctuation marks available. That's what I had. And you had to rotate it and squeeze it one character at a time. Yep. Then there is another one by a Japanese company called KGS, which is an electronic one. But it has to be hooked up to a computer and it has to be plugged into the wall and you have to use their tape. And I think it's a list price of about $1,200. And I was at a trade show and I stumbled on um, a group from MIT um, and they had created a company called Six Dot Innovations which made a really nifty Braille label printer that was electronic, and it would electronically emboss the labels, and it had a Perkins-style Braille keyboard on it, and it, and you would cut and score the tape with a, a manual lever. And I thought this thing was the bee's knees, and I uh, wanted to become a distributor of it right away. And, and um, we, I found out they were sort of just getting going, and they had gotten to a point where they made some of them, but they were in need of funding to continue the process. And so we wound up um, acquiring uh, Six Dot as, as a company, and, and we have finished redesigning the uh, Six Dot, and it's been in production over a year, and it has a whole new design, but based on the original design, and has a, a um, automatic cutting and scoring mechanism, which was completely new, and we added optical sensors at the inlet and outlet and the tape, the blade sensing, and so this thing is really uh, high-tech very convenient, and you can also plug a QWERTY keyboard into it if you don't know Braille to uh, print Braille by typing into the QWERTY keyboard. So it's pretty nifty, but it also supports all the contractions and so forth. If you're, if you're going to type directly, you can type in any language. So basically you have this standalone device into which you can either directly type in Braille because it's got the Perkins Braille keyboard on it, or you can plug in an external QWERTY keyboard and you can type that way. From the time you hit, I'm done, or whatever you call it on this device, till the time you have your Braille label made, how long is that? Um, it types along at maybe uh, about one letter every two seconds. For what it's generally used for, which is labeling food items or medication or, or color of clothing or things like that, it's perfect. So there's six pins and three camshafts and three servo motors in there. And so when you when you type, you type just like you would into a Perkins keyboard. And as soon as you let go of the buttons, it starts to emboss that letter. But it will buffer up the letters. So you can type 10 or 20 letters and it will... Um, it could take 10 or 15 seconds to finish embossing, but you can type faster than that. So you, you can type faster than it can print, but it will remember what you typed and then print it. And how big is the device? 
It's about twice as big as a mango. And how much does it weigh? It weighs uh, 1.5 pounds, which is a little under a kilogram, maybe about three quarters of a kilogram. So it's light. It's small. I assume it can run on batteries and you can just take it wherever you want. That's right. It runs on six AA batteries, but you it also comes with a, a main supply, as they say in the UK, a, a plug-in transformer. And it's available in any plug-in transformer version. So we have it in Australian, we have the European, we have the English standard, as well as the US. So when you order it, you want to specify what transformer you want to come with it. Um, and usually you would be getting it internationally, you'd probably get it from one of our distributors who would automatically have all that set up for you. You know, what's really neat about your company is how it was initially driven by a very specific need, that of your son, to uh, communicate with other people. And then it kind of evolved to serve a wider community by realizing that you could put Braille labels on the tags that your son would otherwise use to communicate. And then there was all of a sudden a need to put Braille labels on things. And so you developed this Braille labeler. And it, it's kind of neat to see how it all you know started from that little seed of need and grew bigger and bigger. That's right. And, you know, we are kind of a little bit of, I would call us a, a rogue, a maverick, uh, you know, a, a stray cow. In the industry, we are a very unusual company because I do not know of any other company that bridges augmentative communication and Braille. And it had to do really primarily with the fact that we are the only company in the world that is using RFID for these applications. We have several patents on it. And the fact that we use the RFID just lends itself to these applications that are not well served by a typical tablet computer. And I have to say, as a company, we, we always listen to what our customers are telling us. And we usually will implement whatever suggestions they have into our technology if it makes sense. So we're very um, open-minded uh, when people come to us with some suggestions. It sounds like your products have many applications already. What other extensions of the technology do you have? We have created another kit or sort of a, a category of our RFID technology, uh, the, the Prox Talker, and, 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 the, and there's another one called the Prox Pad, which uses a single reader and it's actually a relative of the Braille coach that went back into the augmentative communication world where it's a single reader with a very um, easy to activate switch, which is made out of a membrane. All you have to do is brush up against it and it will talk uh, and it can read uh, in, in two modes, either touch mode, which requires that you actually touch it with the tag, or it can read in proximity mode where it will read it from several inches away. So these are used with people that um, don't have fine motor skills. They, they might not have the full use of their thumb and forefinger, but they also can't talk and they may not be able to see either. And they just have to get some object nearby this device and it will speak for them. So sometimes these are mounted under a wheelchair tray and they can be affixed with tactile symbols and a braille label uh, so that the person who's learning to communicate is also getting exposed to the braille, even though uh, cognitively people may not normally track those people for braille learning. I think ethically it's great to give a, a kid with severe disabilities the option or opportunity to, to get some literacy skills. And so this thing can read right through a wheelchair tray. All they have to do is slide the um, object over to where the prox pad is located under the tray and it will speak. 
So we, we've been helping some significantly challenged people with some significant challenges. And it sounds like you're continuing to innovate and address some wider needs of people out there who might need these technologies. That's right. And if you think that we should make something and or change something about what we make, we're all ears. We would love to hear from you. Um, if you work with our products and you think some feature needs to be changed, I mean, we're already getting some feedback on the 6 dot for changes in the software. And as we make them, it's very easy to update your 6 dot. So if you get one and we have a new feature, you'll be able to put that in. So what other areas have you addressed? Well, Beyond Adaptive is another company we recently acquired. And so Logan Tech is now uh, Beyond Adaptive, and we have these key guards, they're called, which are guide uh, people's fingers to be able to touch the right spots on specific apps. So you can get a key guard cut for any app, any configuration, on any machine. And on our website, there's a whole way to order those, and they get created um, per order. And we also offer a variety of wheelchair mounts to mount the devices to wheelchairs because many of the people who need these also are, are not mobile. So oh. that's something else that we're doing. That's a clever idea. So what an enormous assortment of adaptive aids for people with a whole variety of special needs that all started when he was trying to help his own son with his communications difficulties. Now for this week's final item, how to reach Logan Tech and how to learn more about their products. So if people want to learn more about Logan Tech and about some of your products, where to get them, et cetera, where would you send them? Sure. Well, our website is www.logantech.com, and that's L-O-G-A-N-T-E-C-H. And our phone number is 203 721 6074. And the email is uh, info at Do you have a social media presence? Uh, yes, we're on Facebook and Twitter. We have at SixDot and at Proxtalker for the Twitter. There's a Facebook page for Logan Tech and SixDot as well. And you talked about distributors of your products around the world. Since we do have a worldwide audience, if people want to see some demonstrations before purchasing one of these products, is that possible? Generally, it is. Um, in the United States, we don't do trials of the label maker, but we do trials of our ProxTucker and ProxPad uh, devices. The distributors around the world may be found at trade shows and so forth. Our website has a list of our distributors, and if we don't have a distributor in your area, let us know. And if you have a distributor in your area that you would like to work with, uh, feel free to recommend them. And in case you missed any of that contact information in the audio portion of the show, you can always go to the show notes for that particular episode at www.eyesonsuccess.net, and it will all be there. That's it for show number 1727. Next week on Eyes on Success, we will have the first of two more Encore presentations. We hope these are the last two to get us over the hump of moving from New York to Colorado. 
Next week's episode will be an encore of show number 1644, in which we spoke with Leonard Oliar, the director of the Bureau of Engraving and Printing, about current features to make U.S. currency easier for the visually impaired to identify it, as well as their plans to make it easier still. We will also discuss their smartphone app and free hardware device that can identify U.S. currency for you. If you have any questions regarding something you've heard about on the show or you'd like to share an idea for a future show, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net or call us at 585-210-8094. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy and distributed by WXXI Reach Out Radio. Browse the full archive of programs, find instructions for subscribing to the podcasts, and much more at www.tiesonsuccess.net. You can also find us on iTunes, follow us on Facebook and on audioboom.com, at Eyes on Success, or Twitter at underscore Eyes on Success. We hope you will join us again next week for more information and updates on products for accessible living. Thanks for listening to Eyes on Success and have a nice day.